Section 13 From Lala Rook, Part 3 The Fire Worshippers by Thomas Moore Read for LibriVox.org by Noel Badrian Moonlight Tis moonlight over Oman's sea Her banks of pearl and palmy isles Bask in the night beam beauteously And her blue waters sleep in smiles Tis moonlight in Harmosia's walls And through her emir's porphyry halls Where, some hours since, was heard the swell Of trumpet and the clash of zeal Bidding the bright-eyed sun farewell the peaceful sun whom better suits the music of the bulbul's nest or the light touch of lovers lutes to sing him to his golden rest all hushed there's not a breeze in motion the shore is silent as the ocean if zephyrs come so light they come nor leaf is stirred nor wave is driven the wind-tower on the emir's dome can hardly win a breath from heaven. End of poem Al-Hassan's Daughter Beautiful are the maids that glide on summer eves through Yemen's dales, and bright the glancing looks they hide behind their litter's roseate veils, and brides as delicate and fair as the white jasmine flowers they wear hath yemen in her blissful clime who lulled in cool kiosk or bower before their mirrors count the time and grow still lovelier every hour but never yet hath bride or maid in araby's gay harem smiled whose boasted brightness would not fade before al hassan's blooming child light as the angel shapes that bless an infant's dream yet not the less rich in all woman's loveliness with eyes so pure that from their ray dark vice would turn abashed away blinded like serpents when they gaze upon the emerald virgin's blaze yet filled with all youth's sweet desires mingling the meek and vestal fires of other worlds with all the bliss the fond weak tenderness of this a soul too more than half divine where through some shades of earthly feeling religion's softened glories shine like light through summer foliage stealing shedding a glow of such mild hue so warm and yet so shadowy too as makes the very darkness there more beautiful than light elsewhere End of poem. The Heber's Avowal Hold, hold, thy words are death, the stranger cried, as wild he flung his mantle back, and showed beneath the Geber's belt that round him clung. Here, maiden, look, weep, blush to see all that thy sire abhors in me yes i am of that impious race those slaves of fire who morn and even hail their creator's dwelling-place among the living lights of heaven yes i am of the outcast few to iran and to vengeance true who curse the hour your arabs came to desolate our shrines of flame and swear before god's burning eye to break our country's chains or die thy bigot sire nay tremble not 
he who gave birth to those dear eyes with me is sacred as the spot from which our fires of worship rise but no twas he i sought that night when from my watchboat on the sea i caught this turret's glimmering light and up the rude rocks desperately rushed to my prey thou know'st the rest i climbed the gory vulture's nest and found a trembling dove within thine thine the victory thine the sin if love hath made one thought his own that vengeance claims first last alone oh had we never never met or could this heart even now forget how linked how blessed we might have been had fate not frowned so dark between hadst thou been born a persian maid in neighbouring valleys had we dwelt through the same fields in childhood played at the same kindling altar knelt then then while all those nameless ties in which the charm of country lies had round our hearts been hourly spun till iran's cause and thine were one while in thy lute's awakening sigh i heard the voice of days gone by and saw in every smile of thine returning hours of glory shine while the wronged spirit of our land lived looked and spoke her wrongs through thee god who could then this sword withstand its very flash were victory but now estranged divorced for ever far as the grasp of fate can sever our only ties what love has wove in faith friends country sundered wide and then then only true to love when false to all that's dear beside thy father iran's deadliest foe thyself perhaps even now but no hate never looked so lovely yet no sacred to thy soul will be the land of him who could forget all but the bleeding land for thee when other eyes shall see unmoved her widows mourn her warriors fall thou'lt think how well one geber loved and for his sake thou'lt weep for all end of poem morn in the east the morn hath risen clear and calm and o'er the green sea palely shines revealing bahrain's groves of palm and lighting kishma's amber vines fresh smell the shores of araby while breezes from the indian sea blow round selama's sainted cape and curl the shining flood beneath whose waves are rich with many a grape and coconut and flowery wreath which pious seamen as they passed had towards that holy headland cast oblations to the genii there for gentle skies and breezes fair 
the nightingale now bends her flight from the high trees where all the night she sung so sweet with none to listen and hides her from the morning star where thickets of pomegranate glisten in the clear dawn bespangled o'er with dew whose night drops would not stain the best and brightest scimitar that ever youthful sultan wore on the first morning of his reign End of poem. A Persian Patriot Such were the tales that won belief, And such the colouring fancy gave To a young, warm and dauntless chief, One who, no more than mortal brave, Fought for the land his soul adored, For happy homes and altars free, His only talisman the sword, His only spell-word liberty one of that ancient hero line along whose glorious current shine names that have sanctified their blood as lebanon's small mountain flood is rendered holy by the ranks of sainted cedars on its banks twas not for him to crouch the knee tamely to muslim's tyranny twas not for him whose soul was cast in the bright mould of ages past whose melancholy spirit fed with all the glories of the dead though framed for iran's happiest years was born among her chains and tears twas not for him to swell the crowd of slavish heads that shrinking bowed before the muslim as he passed like shrubs beneath the poison blast no far he fled indignant fled the pageant of his country's shame while every tear her children shed fell on his soul like drops of flame and as a lover hails the dawn of a first smile so welcomed he the sparkle of the first sword drawn for vengeance and for liberty end of poem the gabber's stronghold there stood but one short league away from old harmosia's sultry bay a rocky mountain o'er the sea of oman beetling awfully a last and solitary link of those stupendous chains that reach from the broad caspian's reedy brink down winding to the green sea beach around its base the bare rocks stood like naked giants in the flood as if to guard the gulf across while on its peak that braved the sky a ruined temple towered so high that oft the sleeping albatross struck the wild ruins with her wing and from her cloud-rocked slumbering started to find man's dwellings there in her own silent fields of air beneath terrific caverns gave dark welcome to each stormy wave that dashed like midnight revellers in and such the strange mysterious din at times throughout those caverns rolled and such the fearful wonders told of restless sprites imprisoned there that bold were muslim who would dare at twilight hour to steer his skiff beneath the gabber's lonely cliff on the land side those towers sublime that seemed above the grasp of time were severed from the haunts of men by a wide deep and wizard glen 
so fathomless so full of gloom no eye could pierce the void between it seemed a place where ghouls might come with their foul banquets from the tomb and in its caverns feed unseen like distant thunder from below the sound of many torrents came too deep for eye or ear to know if twere the sea's imprisoned flow or floods of ever restless flame for each ravine each rocky spire of that vast mountain stood on fire and though forever passed the day when god was worshipped in the blaze that from its lofty altar shone though fled the priests the votaries gone still did the mighty flame burn on through chance and change through good and ill like its own god's eternal will deep constant bright unquenchable end of poem the traitor's curse oh for a tongue to curse the slave whose treason like a deadly blight comes o'er the counsels of the brave and blasts them in their hour of might may life's unblessed cup for him be drugged with treacheries to the brim with hopes that but allure to fly with joys that vanish while he sips like dead sea fruits that tempt the eye but turn to ashes on the lips his country's curse his children's shame outcast of virtue peace and fame may he at last with lips of flame on the parched desert thirsting die while lakes that shone in mockery nigh are fading off untouched untasted like the once glorious hopes he blasted and when from earth his spirit flies just prophet let the damned one dwell full in the sight of paradise beholding heaven and feeling hell end of poem calm after storm how calm how beautiful comes on the stilly hour when storms are gone when warring winds have died away and clouds beneath the glancing ray melt off and leave the land and sea sleeping in bright tranquillity fresh as if day again were born again upon the lap of morn when the light blossoms rudely torn and scattered at the whirlwind's will hang floating in the pure air still filling it all with precious balm in gratitude for this sweet calm and every drop the thunder showers have left upon the grass and flowers sparkles as twere that lightning gem whose liquid flame is born of them when stead of one unchanging breeze they blow a thousand gentle airs and each a different perfume bears as if the loveliest plants and trees had vassal breezes of their own to watch and wait on them alone and waft no other breath than theirs when the blue waters rise and fall in sleepy sunshine mantling all and even that swell the tempest leaves is like the full and silent heaves of lovers hearts when newly blest too newly to be quite at rest 
such was the golden hour that broke upon the world when hinder woke from her long trance and heard around no motion but the water's sound rippling against the vessel's side as slow it mounted o'er the tide but where is she her eyes are dark are wilded still is this the bark the same that from harmosia's bay bore her at morn whose bloody way the sea-dog tracked no strange and new is all that meets her wandering view upon a gallio's deck she lies beneath no rich pavilion's shade no plumes to fan her sleeping eyes nor jasmine on her pillow laid but the rude litter roughly spread with war-cloaks is her homely bed and shawl and sash on javelins hung for awning o'er her head are flung shuddering she looked around there lay a group of warriors in the sun resting their limbs as for that day their ministry of death were done some gazing on the drowsy sea lost in unconscious reverie and some who seemed but ill to brook that sluggish calm with many a look to the slack sail impatient cast as loose it flagged around the mast End of poem an eastern eventide to tearless eyes and hearts at ease the leafy shores and sun-bright seas that lay beneath that mountain's height had been a fair enchanting sight twas one of those ambrosial eves a day of storm so often leaves at its calm setting when the west opens her golden bowers of rest and a moist radiance from the skies shoots trembling down as from the eyes of some meek penitent whose last bright hours atone for dark ones past and whose sweet tears o'er wrong forgiven shine as they fall with light from heaven twas stillness all the winds that late had rushed through kerman's almond groves and shaken from her bowers of date that cooling feast the traveller loves now lulled to languor scarcely curl the green sea wave whose waters gleam limpid as if her mines of pearl were melted all to form the stream and her fair islets small and bright with their green shores reflected there look like those peri isles of light that hang by spell-work in the air end of poem araby's daughter farewell farewell to thee araby's daughter thus warbled a peri beneath the dark sea no pearl ever lay under oman's green water more pure in its shell than thy spirit in thee o fair as the sea-flower close to thee growing how light was thy heart till love's witchery came like the wind of the south o'er a summer lute blowing and hushed all its music and withered its frame 
but long upon araby's green sunny highlands shall maids and their lovers remember the doom of her who lies sleeping among the pearl islands with naught but the sea-star to light up her tomb and still when the merry date season is burning and calls to the palm groves the young and the old the happiest there from their pastime returning at sunset will weep when thy story is told the young village maid when with flowers she dresses her dark flowing hair for some festival day will think of thy fate till neglecting her tresses she mournfully turns from the mirror away nor shall iran beloved of her hero forget thee though tyrants watch over her tears as they start close close by the side of that hero she'll set thee embalmed in the innermost shrine of her heart farewell be it ours to embellish thy pillow with everything beauteous that grows in the deep each flower of the rock and each gem of the billow shall sweeten thy bed and illumine thy sleep around thee shall glisten the loveliest amber that ever the sorrowing sea-bird has wept with many a shell in whose hollow wreathed chamber we peris of ocean by moonlight have slept we'll dive where the gardens of coral lie darkling and plant all the rosier stems at thy head we'll seek where the sands of the caspian are sparkling and gather their gold to strew o'er thy bed farewell farewell until pity's sweet fountain is lost in the hearts of the fair and the brave they'll weep for the chieftain who died on that mountain they'll weep for the maiden who sleeps in this wave end of poem this recording is in the public domain